happy Wednesday, everybody. And that means it is happy Who Actually Knows podcast episode day. I always start my podcast by saying how excited I am to talk to you. Um, And today I'm going to start the exact same way, you guys. I'm excited to sit down and talk to you. I'm sitting in my apartment right now, um, actually alone, just in my bedroom, sitting by my desk with my knees to my chest in my pajamas. So if that can paint a picture for you guys, it is very a laid back episode, but that's actually what I wanted is I wanted a laid back setting for me to record this episode because a lot of what I'm going to talk about is a lot of um, stuff that I would sit down and tell a friend for advice or honestly, I view all of you listeners as friends um, in ways that I can just kind of sit here and come on and talk. And I just really wanted to feel comfortable in doing so. So I set the scene in my pajamas, feeling comfy as hell, ready to get into it. As always, I would like to catch you guys up on things that are going on in my life or what I did in the past week. So last week's episode um, was ways to build a routine that works for you. And I posted a little bit about this on my personal TikTok, actually, of like little routines um, that I do. So you probably saw it. Nothing's like too exciting. You know, I do Pilates, I go for walks, I run errands. But like the one thing that I do love is splitting my week up with little things to look forward to. So last week I um, asked my friend Anna to go to a Hammer Museum summer night, like summer sessions. And we went and all the galleries were open late night, which was really cool. So many people were there. Kind of a mixed crowd actually of like young people, dates, family, older older people as well and then there were like three DJ sets with bars and food um so I asked Anna to go and do that with me on Thursday and it was so it was was so much fun it was like such a different event um than going to dinner which obviously I love and actually did that on Wednesday which I went to Grand Blanco and if you're in LA you know it's like the sister restaurant to um Great White and it was cute It it was a lounge I met some of David's friends that I've never met before from um sf so always nice just like meeting new people and then thursday i did the thing with anna friday um straight up chilled i needed a little like reset and and saturday was like such a big day of like fun socializing i guess you could say um we celebrated one of my friends 26 birthdays on a boat so there were 12 of us we did really cute cakes charcuterie drinks and then we went to bell's beach house which is a bar in venice afterwards and i had a housewarming party to go after so came home changed and went out to the housewarming party and then went out with them for probably like an hour we tried to go to the victorian yes i have hit up some very very basic spots in la but they're always so fun if you if you can get in because when we went to the Victorian, the line was like wrapped around the building and we did not uh we did not wait in that line but it was so nice for the housewarming to meet a lot of um the girls that i've been hanging out with meeting their friends from college and i learned that mutual friends in a new city is really how you meet everyone so loved meeting their whole group and it was a fantastic group i think you can really tell or like judge kind of like a person's I don't want to say like judge a person's character but like you know you have good good people like in your life that you hang out with when you meet their friends and you're like oh okay you like are great at picking out friends um I think a good taste in friendship is a great quality in anyone 
whether you're looking at them as like a prospective person to date or a prospective friend. I think it's really telling. And somehow I was like, I was kind of hungover on Sunday, but honestly more just like a little tired and like didn't have a headache or anything. So I guess I wasn't hungover and I was just tired. And I took myself and I got my favorite green smoothie, which you also could see on TikTok. LA is I Erewhon okay not LA Erewhon is known for their smoothies they're so expensive and I cannot justify them I love them so much I went very often when I first moved here but I found this new smoothie spot you can get smoothies for nine dollars to eleven dollars depending on what you want in it at Rainbow Acres it's in Mar Vista it is my favorite place to go it's also a grocery store and it's all natural grocers they have um all of the healthy organic snacks and then they have a hot bar and little like pre-made meals that you can get I love like stopping there before the beach as well it's like a hidden gem so I went there on Sunday and then met some friends at the farmer's market to walk around have some yummy samples and then I picked up um, just some produce that I that I wanted for the week and shut my eyes and now we're here at the start of the next week and I also wanted to run you guys besides through what I did like last week and catch you up I also want to catch you up on what I've been consuming in case like any of you guys are interested so for podcasts obviously you know I am a podcast junkie I always will be a podcast junkie I have been loving call her daddy uh call her daddy is Alex Cooper she does guest episodes and solo episodes her last solo episode was so good catching up on like her life and what to do if you're in a situationship and then she also has like the best guests one of my favorite guests um has been Shay Mitchell I think that was like in the last three weeks and Shay Mitchell has become a girl crush of mine ever since that episode it is a video episode which I love because sometimes I'll just put it on in the background when I'm working and listen to a good pod and get a good video um and then the other podcast that I've been loving is Armchair Expert Again, amazing guest. I actually loved the Jason Siegel episode, and the Jason Siegel one was, I think, like a year and a half ago. But Jason Siegel, um, ever ever since The Shrinking, and like obviously his older movies too, but since The Shrinking, which was I watched this year, I have been obsessed with him as an actor. And then he also holds like really great interviews. He's sober and talks about that. Talks about being a a director, an actor, and just has like really good wit um, and is is great for interviews. And the Armchair Expert also has so, so many good guests like Robert Downey Jr., uh, Kelly Clarkson. These are just the ones that I have like listened to recently, but there's there's seriously so much more. So if you guys want a good podcast rack, definitely go and check them out. Um, for watching on television, I don't know what it is about after I moved I never used to be a huge show person or a binger and now I love like having my little show. I have my comfort show right now which is Gilmore Girls if I need to just throw something on and like make me feel kind of homey. Um, but the my favorite thing that I've watched um, probably in the last like month has been The Crowded Room. It's with Tom Holland and Amanda Seyfried. And it's on Apple TV. And if you watched with Nicole Kidman, The Undoing, I uh, think like back in COVID, it's very similar where it is like a psychological thriller. I think it's 10 episodes, 45 minutes each. I was hooked 
absolutely loved it. There's also a huge plot twist, like I think in episode three. Like I want to tell you more about the show, but I don't know how to do that without like giving away the plot twist and then giving away the rest of the storyline. But like psychological thriller, captivating, draws you in. Um, it's it's just it's definitely a must watch. I I binged it like last week. Actually, no, not like last week. A hundred percent, I binged it last week. And also, as of 24 hours ago, I went and I saw the Barbie movie and I was fully prepared to go in and shed some tears. I, unfortunately, TikTok ruined a little bit too much for me, which I'm mad at myself for that because I'm the only one who could have controlled that. So some of the, not even like the scenes, but a lot of like the voiceovers and things were on TikTok and I was like, oh, this is like really familiar and I wish I would have had that first time experience in the theater. But the boob, <laughs> but the Barbie movie, I think everyone should see it. I mean, it touches. I think everyone knows that Barbie like got canceled and there was a lot of hate and it talks a lot about like the message to women and our power and our strength and our struggles and different adversity. And it was just, it honestly was amazing. And even as a guy, you should go because the scene at the end with like, I am Knuff, (laughs) I'm Knuff, um, was like really powerful, honestly, to anyone watching. And I don't even, I don't want to give it away um, because I want you guys all to go see it. And I've heard, I did hear mixed reviews where some people were like, oh my gosh, it was so like fake, like none of that stuff happens. But like that's also Barbie. Like Barbie was created and for kids and girls to play with her and like Barbie could do anything. And I just really thought the movie told the Bar- Barbie storyline in a way that was much needed for all girls and women to hear today. And America Ferreira had a great monologue in the movie and I screenshotted it. And I'm just going to like keep it in my phone as a reminder for all of the feelings when you're feeling, you know, overwhelmed and you're not good enough. Like it was such a strong monologue where you're never going to be good enough for society. Society will always have these higher up expectations and you're going to feel overwhelmed and like you can't do anything. But as a woman, to understand that you're never alone in those feelings I think is really strong and I want to read I'm only going to read a few sentences of the monologue so if this is a spoiler alert just skip literally 15 seconds above it is literally impossible to be a woman like we have to always be extraordinary but somehow we're always doing it wrong You have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. That's all I'm going to read. And I just think it, it was so strong. And I sent it to my mom and my mom and I were like, wow, like everyone should listen to that. Um, so if you have not gone to see the Barbie movie, please go see it and if you want to talk about it with anyone I'm your girl and that was you know our little catch-up and what I've been listening to I hope you guys can listen to it take away watch let me know what you guys like what you don't like and here we are for the not the juicy it's not a juicy episode but into the main reason that I wanted to talk to you guys today 
five ways that you can elevate your life. This podcast episode actually means a lot to me. It's something that I am currently practicing and will continue to practice. And I really, I wanted to share it with you guys. Like I said in the very beginning of this episode, I view all my listeners as friends, as if I was sitting down and giving my friend advice, you know, to the best of my ability. That's how I view speaking to all of you guys. And I spent some time thinking about what habits have I tried to, you know, do more in my life to elevate my life. And I'm not going to sit here and like preach at you, eat your vegetables, do all of like the healthy wellness stuff. It's not like one, two, three, four, five, things like that. It's actually more like five mindset mindset shifts. Um, there is like one tangible thing you can do, but I will also relate it to how it affects a healthy mind. Um, I'm someone who wears their emotions on their face and a lot of the present moment will depict my mood. It's just, it's who I am. I'm working on it. But I've learned that with these little mindset shifts that I've actually been able to be a little bit more present in my life and also I can control kind of like my thoughts and my optimism around certain situations if it's negative how can I make it positive etc and this is not an episode that I'm like you have to become the most happy-go-lucky person I was literally on the phone with my mom this week talking about how I'm not a happy-go-lucky person all the time I try to be as as positive as I can be but sometimes like I just want to sit and I want to feel the feels and if it's negative it's going to be negative but I think there are healthy ways to you know navigate situations and go about your daily life that's really going to make it elevated and it's going to have you, you know, have better days, better mindsets and deal with a lot of like tough situations. All of these changes, all of these transitions, they're all going to be tough. They're not going to be easy. Like if it was, I would not have created this podcast. Um, So I'm hoping that these five things will actually, you know, help someone or help everyone. And if it doesn't, it honestly, it just helps me writing them down and using it as as a reminder. I told you guys this was going to be short and sweet. So let's just get right into it. The first step to elevate your life is to have pride in what you're doing and where you want to be. And I'm not saying that you have to be totally obsessed with maybe the hobby that you're interested in right now or your job at work or maybe a side hustle or maybe you're trying to become TikTok famous or get an Instagram following. You don't have to be the best or be obsessed with it, but you need to have pride in it. And one of my friends actually said to me, don't be afraid to be seen trying to be seen. And I think the word seen is kind of a buzzword and it does get hate. But at the end of the day, like the way I interpreted that is like if you are trying to do something, don't be afraid to show the world it. Have pride in it. Like self-confidence is one of those things that it is it is very hard. But I think having pride in what you do is honestly like showing yourself that you are proud of where you started, why you started, and where you're going to be. And I wanted to include to have pride in where you want to be because one of the things I think everyone talks about, it's like, oh, like, what are your goals? Like, five-year year goals, 10-year goals. And I'm going to be honest, like, when someone asked me 
like that question, I, I'm like, honestly, I am focused on, on the short term goals right now rather than a five-year goals. But I have pride in what I'm doing and that I have confidence that whatever comes my way in the future, I can, I can handle it and I can put myself in the best situation. And I'm taking advantage of every opportunity that is just going to get me one step further to the next. So whether you are trying to be seen in your job, whether you're working really hard and you want to be seen by your manager, have pride in your work because every day it's going to be that little one step of pride and proudness of yourself that is going to keep you working hard and keep you working towards that end goal of praise or like praise by your manager or being seen, being a good friend or being a good family member or maybe, like I said, you want to be seen on TikTok or Instagram. Have pride in it. Just flaunt it. If you're going to do it, do it proudly. Do it. Everyone's faking it till they make it. So you might as well do it with pride and not be afraid to be seen trying to be seen. And the second one is kind of one of the more tangible ones. And this is something that I struggled with like a year and a half ago. I had this really crazy work project that just was really high in productivity. I was eating like breakfast, lunch, and dinner at my desk, running to workouts, running to dinners to try and socialize and we just burn out. And sometimes I literally would go to bed and just dread waking up and like doing the same thing again. And I actually created um, an insomnia sleeping pattern. I would not be able to sleep or I would be so tired and then I would lay there and I would like have a mental mental checklist of things going on in my head or my heart would start racing or I'd take melatonin and then I'd fall asleep and then I'd wake up and I was like ready for the day at like 4 a.m. And with that, what I learned was that I really needed to prioritize my sleep. So the second tip to elevate your life is prioritize your sleep. And I think everyone should get seven to nine hours. Nine, I, I rarely ever hit nine, but I need seven. Honestly, I need seven and a half to function. Um, and the way that I have been prioritizing my sleep is I let myself have a decent amount of time to wind down. And yes, this is going to sound like so health and wellness preachy, but I just think if you can prioritize your sleep, you're giving your brain that time to calm itself down and the body to recover from the day, whether it was a lot of stress, like your body holds stress from different situations, not even just stress from workouts. Like literally if you're upset or having a hard day you hold stress in your joints and so by allowing yourself the proper time to wind down whether you know and it looks different for everyone I wish I was a reader I haven't read a book this year a lot of the times it's me just watching a show or laying in my bed um and just like kind of mind-numbing stuff but I will say the other thing that helps me is that I try not to eat like two to two hours two to three hours honestly before I go to bed um, so that my digestion kind of starts and it's not working to initiate itself when I'm trying to get my body into REM. Like you are literally in REM to rest and digest. So the more time that I give it, I've just noticed that I sleep better. I also have the aura ring, which is why I know a lot of these sleeping patterns. Um, so I know like when I, you know, my latency and like things like this, a lot of the times if I go out to dinner and I drink and then I try and go to bed, and like, you know, you're going out to dinner like later. And then if I try to come home and like go to bed, my heart rate will be elevated. 
And literally the aura ring will be like, oh, did you not recover from your workout? Did you have too much to eat right before to bed? before bed or drink alcohol and it's like it's just crazy to follow those sleep trends and so I kind of learn you know what to do what not to do I, obviously you hear me I still go to dinners and do all that stuff like I'm not stopping but like if I can control it on nights where I'm like not going out or not going to dinner I, I will do my best and another thing is that I notice is that I have to put in blackout earbuds just because right when I'm falling asleep I'm really sensitive to noise and I don't even know if you can hear it but there's a dog park right next to my room um so yeah I cannot fall asleep listening to to dogs barking for some reason people like to do like late night dog park runs I don't know I'm not a dog owner but those are just some things that have helped me really calm down I also take magnesium twice a day and like almost everyone's magnesium deficient and you can get like great magnesium off of Amazon. Um, I think I have some I've gotten from Costco before and there's different types of magnesium. But get a good routine, magnesium, and try not to eat or drink alcohol right before you go to bed. You can't always do it. I know. But setting yourself up for good sleep will literally have you wake up with a better outlook on the day. Like I said, I would like sometimes go to sleep when I was working on these projects and just like dread waking up for the day and my outlook was so negative and I'm realizing that when I get more sleep which I've been sleeping like a champ in LA honestly and like I call myself a grandpa a grandma but I'm gonna be calling myself a sleep champion now because I am in like way better moods when I get enough sleep and feel well rested to take on the day and the third way to elevate your life is one that I wanted to include because this is also a check-in for me. So I love New Year's resolutions. You've heard me talk about it. And this year was the year of giving myself grace and giving myself grace to, you know, be amazing and also make mistakes and have off days. And a lot of the times if I would not have like a productive day and I, I am someone who I've gotten way better at this recently, but if I was not having a productive day, I would be so negative and like rude to myself and be like, well, this is a waste of a day. Um, or I would just like self-talk so bad. And I wanted to include this because I also read a Poosh article and the article was all about half-assed wellness, which I needed a little bit of a reminder for. And some of the points that they talked about was one, embrace imperfection. Two, gain sustainable health habits. Three, balance priorities. Four, support your mental and emotional well-being. And five, reduce perfectionism and burnout. And like I just told the story, like number five really hit home for me. And like perfectionism is honestly, it's just, it's just such, such a buzzkill. And I mean, I feel like just having these built up expectations around how you want to have your day or how you want to spend your summer or your winter or like honestly just any point of time and like having these preconceived notions almost like set you up where if you don't meet them, you're, you're going to be let down and it's honestly, it's really sucks when it feels like you let yourself down so give yourself grace and be okay with the days that don't go as planned because if they didn't go as planned something else probably happened that you really needed in your life and I truly believe that 
And number four, and this number four goes out to my friend Gia, who's on the podcast. And when she said it on the podcast, it resonated with me so much. And I think about it often. And she said, you don't have to love yourself, but you have to accept yourself. And I feel like a lot of these points actually are kind of like Barbie themed, um, you know, with women and, and expectations. But I think in your 20s, self-love is one of the hardest things because you are, you're still learning about yourself and you're navigating so much. You almost don't even know who you completely are yet. I mean, and and a lot of us are, are so young. Like I am 24. I think your brain develops fully at 25. So at this age, my brain isn't even developed. Like I'm still learning about what I like and who Emma is and like what does Emma Riedel mean to me when I say my name out loud? Like I'm still thinking about that. And as that's still developing, I'm always like, well, how can, you know, how can you give yourself all that self-love? Because maybe you have some uncertainties or some doubts and it's not about self-love, but it's about accepting yourself for who you are right now and what you feel and your goals and your likes and your dislikes and it's accepting that and it's having I mean let's just wrap all of the other like tips right in this one is accepting yourself and having grace with what you're doing and having pride in what you're doing and I think those three things combined will combat this little perfectionism that we might all be giving ourselves and Honestly, like going through after Gio said that and like really thinking about it, I mean, everyone has their off days. There's days where I'm like, I just want to lay in bed and wear sweats. Like I don't, you know, maybe I don't have the best mindset about how I look that day or I just am like not feeling it. And I was like, I don't have to like love it every single day, but I have to accept these feelings. And that's a mindset shift. And I think it is one of the better ones that we all can benefit from. And finally, the fifth one. And this one really is this one really is Barbie um Barbie themed or Barbie inspired. I would say the inspiration really came from from Barbie and I'm not going to give it away with the scene, but it was a really good one it was at the end. I didn't cry, but I thought I was going to. And it's it's feel don't fear. And I always say to myself when I and I've actually been having I feel like a little bit more of like personal like things that I've been going through and I always say like feel the feels feel the sadness feel the drain also feel the happiness and feel the joy and feel your stomach hurt from laughing too much and feel the butterflies you get from like trying something new and the nerves and all of the emotions that just come with going through every day and just like feel it and just like slow down and just be okay with that feeling and don't don't fear the feeling and I think that's that's where the anxiety comes from is the fear of what you're going to feel in a moment and if you're okay and you're accepting that whatever you feel in that moment you know bad or good because it really could be either you're going to accept it and you're going to go on and you're going to put one foot in front of the other and it's going to be okay. I think that's the biggest thing. And I have to remind myself so much sometimes where I'm just like, feel, don't fear. And it, it does actually, you know, it's a mindset shift. It's going to be tough. 
But sometimes it does help those like anxious, jittery feelings of mine where I'm like, this could go wrong. This could go wrong. You know, I'm just so worried about like, what if this sucks? What if this is great? What if it's too great? You know, I don't know if anyone worries if anything goes too great. But the biggest thing is feel the feels and don't fear the feels. Wow. Try saying that 10 times fast. Um, but I really, I really do believe that. And these are five things, like I said, that I'm not perfect at. I will probably never be perfect at them, but they're on my present mind and they're on my present mind like a lot recently. I don't know if it's because it's at, you know, the halfway mark of the year, which is kind of over because it's August, which is crazy. And, you know, I start thinking about like, oh my God, what did I do for the first six months? You know, I love my New Year's resolutions. Am I following them? How, you know, what have, what has been going on in my life? And these five themes popped up when I wanted to sit down and kind of talk with you about it. So don't forget, have pride in what you do and where you want to be. Prioritize your sleep. Give yourself grace. Learn to accept yourself. You don't always have to love yourself. And feel, don't fear. Thank you guys for listening. I love chatting with you guys. It's just like talking to my friends. And if you guys also like this podcast, please leave me a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you have any ideas, comments, or concerns, please let me know in the Q&A or message me on Instagram. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.